Hello everybody and welcome back to the Bible and Faith podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. In this episode, I had a great conversation with my lovely friend Carly all about friendships. I really hope you enjoy listening to it and that you're encouraged by it. Welcome to the podcast, Carly. How are you? Hi, Daisy. Thanks so much for having me. I am doing lovely today. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. So just to start off, it would be great if you could tell the people listening a little bit about yourself and also your Instagram account. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Carly. I am 24 years old and I live in Canada, um, in Atlantic Canada, in a little province. Um, right now, I am studying in university. I'm doing a double major in psychology and religious studies with um, the intent to do my master's in social work. I think um, end game, I would like to work with children, but you never really know. There's so many opportunities when it comes with social work. Um, and my Instagram page, I mean, I've mentioned this to you before, Daisy, it's really new. It's, um, mm. this is like a new experience for me to be able to connect with like the online world. Um, but my Instagram account and actually my blog as well are called Little Island Faith. Um, little period island period faith is how you'd find me on Instagram and it's a faith-centered account although I do incorporate myself in my life because I feel like you know faith is a part of me and I just want to share that with the world and be able to connect with people that also share that with me so that's pretty much what you'll find on that page a lot of uh, a lot of my life a lot of my bible journaling I love to bible journal um, and yeah. just a lot of just my thoughts and what's going on. Yeah, great. Um, so today we're going to be talking all about friendships. Uh, this is one of the topics that Carly suggested and immediately I was like, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> um, I think particularly as young people and as believers, friendships are so important and definitely a great topic to talk about within the Christian community. Um, so we've got a few questions we're going to discuss and let's just jump right into them. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, what things do you think are most important in a friendship? So Carly, I'm going to throw you in (laughs) um, and ask you to start us off and then we'll just go from there. Well, I think, you know, there is so many important things when it comes to friendships. And like you said, especially as young Christians, it's something that we need to actively focus on. So we're not bringing people into our lives that are pulling us astray from our faith, you know, that are encouraging us and uplifting us. Um, So my first point that I actually wanted to bring up was that before we like um, analyze the, the people around us and the people that we're meeting and seeking out, I think it's important to look inward. I'm going to refer to first Corinthians 13 when we're describing, you know, what love is the, the true meaning of love. Um, specifically when it says, you know, love is not self-seeking. And I think a lot of the times when we're seeking out friendships, we're seeking out what they can do for us, not as in what they can do for our hearts and um, like our minds and our, our faith, but, you know, their image and what they can do to bring to our worldly life and our worldly, 
value as in like, are they popular? Are they pretty? Do people like them? Are people going to like me more Mm -hmm. if I become friends with them, which is an inauthentic way to begin a friendship. Not that you can't be friends with someone because they're pretty and popular and they have Instagram followers. But if that's the only reason, I think it's important for you to look inwards to make sure that you're not self-seeking when you're seeking out friendships. Yeah, I that's so good. I hadn't even <laughs> thought about that when I was thinking about this topic. Oh, that's so good. And I think what you said, especially about it's not self-seeking. Our friendships aren't shouldn't be to glorify ourselves. Mm-hmm. Obviously, friendships are like a, an amazing gift from God. And I know there are so many friends that I have that I feel incredibly blessed to have, and I'm so grateful for them. But they are not. It's not to you know to glorify and I'm not that's not what I'm trying to do with my friendships I, particularly my non-Christian friends I feel like yeah I don't want them to feel like the way that I'm acting is solely glorifying me I, I want to be pointing them to Jesus particularly because they don't because if they aren't believers that's you know I'm trying to witness to them and trying to spread the gospel so I think what you said is so true really important to remember And I I love that you brought up the fact of non-Christian friends and, you know, how we just need to portray and live in the light of God so that they can see Jesus through us because that's so important. Mm -hmm. And I've had um, girls ask me before, like, do I need to have only Christian friends? Like, I've got great friends that don't happen to be Christian. And I think absolutely you can. I, you know, Jesus loves everybody. He doesn't love you only because you're Christian. He loves everybody as well. And, you know, we're Mm -hmm. supposed to have a Christ-like love. We love like Jesus. So we love all. I think um, a boundary that you should keep in mind when it comes to, you know, being friends and being intimately close with someone who doesn't share the same faith as you is to at least know that they have the same morals and values um, because, you know, Christianity has strong morals and values we want to live a Christ-like life that's that's our goal that's what we want and and someone who might not share the same faith might be more apt to live in the world and be drawn Mm -hmm. solely to worldly things and like for example like if they're gonna encourage you to you know drink or or do drugs or um you know, do things that, you know, we shouldn't do, or are they putting you down for, for your faith or Mm. just influencing you in those ways? I think that's definitely a boundary that um, needs to be made and something important that whoever you're friends with Christian or not, that they share the same morals and values with you. Yeah. And I think as well, it's, it's like a fine line because you don't want to cut off people who don't have exactly the same ideas as you because as Christians you know we're called to be set apart from the world so non-believers aren't going to have the same beliefs and values as us a lot of the time but I think what you said is so true about having friends who are not going to judge you for your faith um one of my best friends isn't a Christian and but she is just she's always been so encouraging and like since she found out about my page she's like supported me in that and she's just been so lovely in everything that she's done and I think that's so important to seek out friends who are going to be able to do that and who are going to be able to um still love you and encourage you and support you even if you don't necessarily 100% agree on things I think 
Yes, absolutely. Because I mean, even within Christianity, everybody might have a different outlook. They have different experiences and different things to bring to the table. But, Mm. you know, respect and love and kindness um, go so far. And, you know, especially as Christians, we're called to not judge anybody. It's not our place to judge someone for what they do, because, you know, we're all, you know, like, I don't know what the right word is. We're all sinners. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) we're all (laughs) sinners. And, you know, no sin is, you know, less than or greater than the other. And so Mm -hmm. to judge someone else is, is not right. So I love that you, you brought that up. Yeah. So let's just move on to the second question which is how do you think we should encourage each other and build each other up in Christian friendships? Mm, That is such a a good question. And as soon as you had sent me that question, I immediately thought, you know, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens Mm. another. You know, that's so strong because, you know, we really shape each other. Whoever you surround yourself with, you know, they begin to shape you and your life and, you know, that encouragement that you get from your your Christian friends is so important. Um, but I'll start again, taking it not necessarily about, you know, the other people, but within myself, I think it's important for you to pray for your friends on your own. Um, mm. Because you don't know, they can choose to share what they, they can with you. But, you know, ultimately what they're going through and their relationship with God is between them and God. So for you to pray for that on your own and for you to pray for their encouragement and their wisdom and, you know, protection and, and love, I think that's the first step always is to make it known that you are seeking God for them. Yeah, I think that's so good. And the reason, the kind of how I came up with this question is, Specifically, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Like It's something that we're called to do. And I think, obviously, faith is a very personal thing. And as you said, your relationship with God is between you and God. But it's also so important that we let our Christian friends and family as well know that we are praying for them. We you know, we are hoping that their relationship with God is strengthened. And, you know, just practical things as well, like texting people and being like, are you coming to church? Or um, just wanted to let you know that I'm praying for you. Or, you know, what are you reading in the Bible at the moment? What are you feeling convicted about? Um, Stuff like that. And conversations which I definitely want to have more with my Christian friends. I wish I did more of that. Um, So I think that's just really important to remember. It's like a mindset of encouraging people, but then also practical things as well that I think we can do to build each other up. Yeah, it's it's like the last part of what you said, you know, stems a lot from accountability is we want to be accountable for ourselves, but, you know, we should also be accountable for our friends when we can. Like, hey, what are you reading in the Bible right now? And then talk about it. And, you know, there's things that you mm-hmm. can Bible study together or you could you know youth group or young adult group there's things that you can seek out faith-based activities so that you can grow in Christ together yeah definitely yeah and I think as well um a lot of it is a routine 
like the practical things of it. I know that it's only been in the last year that I've got into a really good routine with reading the Bible and praying. And I think that that's so important to encourage your friends to do as well, because let's be honest, it's hard. <laughs> it can be really hard. Absolutely. Um, and especially like I've got some older friends as well, particularly um, my best friend is um she's a year well she's a school year older than me she's actually only two weeks older than me <laughs> um but she's in the year above so she uh she left school last year and she's like working full-time and she's about to move um like out of our towns um so I'm not going to see her as much and it's just like I want to know that she is going to go to a good church which I know that she is and I want to know that she's going to like continue building her relationship with God even when everything else is changing like she's moving away from her family and her friends and her the church that she's always gone to um and you know starting a new job but like to know that her relationship with God is really strong is such an encouragement to me because I hope that she thinks the same thing about me when I go to university later this year absolutely it's you know it stems from exactly what you said being intentional with your actions and with your words with your friends especially as we start to get older i'm i'm a couple years older than you and your friends so i've actually already gone through um what a long distance friendship you know is like and mm -hmm. it does take a lot more you know thought and effort and intentionality in what you're saying as opposed to you know it's not just your mundane lunch break for, at high school it's like you grow deeper in your conversations because they're fewer when it's long distance. Um, like you yeah. and your friend will definitely notice. So when you do make that time together, you want it, especially with the Christian friend, you want it to be, you know, faith centered and positive and up uplifting and, you know, also the other things, but focusing on God and that encouragement is so important. Yeah. Okay. So the third question um, what are some red flags that you think people need to be aware of in friendships? Oh, I think I, I love this topic. I love talking about red flags, not to dwell on the negative, but I think bringing awareness to it is vital, mm. you know, and yeah. also to notice if you might be, you know, encompassing some of these red flags, because a lot of the time we don't know that we're doing it. But my my first and I think one of the most important to me is if I have a friend that um, is consistently gossiping or judgmental of others, not to say, mm -hmm. you know, we're all imperfect. We all have gossiped. We all will likely gossip in the future. But if you are, you know, meeting up with your friend and 70% of your conversation is based around other people, uh, I think that's a, a red flag because you need to be able to have, you know, deep conversations with friends as opposed to surface level judgment of others because that's not what we're called here to do yeah that's yeah that's so true and that's really convicting as well for me because I've definitely had friendships in the past when it was they weren't particularly close friendships um but like I considered them close at the time and I think a lot of that was because we used to talk a lot but now I look back on it we were talking about other people. We weren't really talking about each other. And this was this was being friends with the non-Christian. So it wasn't, we were never talking about God or faith or anything like that. It was just purely like, have you heard about this? Have you heard about all of that? 
when I um, was at my old school, it was like everybody always wanted to know what the drama in mm-hmm. our year group was. Um, and I definitely still struggle with that now. Like if I catch up with old friends, I'll want to know what's going on. Um, but it's definitely something that I need to work on. And I think it's just like not to stereotype, but it's definitely a very teenage girl thing. Definitely. Um, not saying that boys don't do it too, <laughs> and adults definitely do do it too. But it's just, I think when, particularly when I was at my old school, it was such a culture of just every girl wanted to know what was going on. Um, and like, who was in a relationship with who? And, you know, just all the little bits of drama, which now you look back on, it's like, why did I even want to know that? It's so <laughs> meaningless. Uh, but at the time, important to have that knowledge. And I just would say to anybody who is struggling with that at the moment, if those friends aren't, if they don't want to know about you, I would say, if they don't want to ask how you're doing and encourage you and build you up, even if that's not in a in a Christian sense, even if that's just, you know, as a normal friendship, I would say maybe distance yourself from those people or, you know, talk to them about it. And you, if like you're having a conversation with somebody, you can steer it in a different direction. And I definitely didn't, oh, sorry. <clears throat> I definitely didn't start doing that until my later years of, of school and uh, I regret that now because I think there's quite a lot of times when I was younger that I could have changed the conversation and acted in a more godly way and I do regret that now but I think it's something I've definitely learned from. I, I love that you mentioned that because I think it's important for us in friendships to have grace um, because everybody does make mistakes and we all do fall prey to to judgment and to gossip and I think for me if I think back to when I was at my peak of oh I just wanted to know what was going on with everybody and I wanted to gossip and I wanted to hear about the drama it stemmed from a lot of insecurity Mm. it's like you know if you think about when someone is putting somebody else down it you know maybe it's envy maybe they're jealous of something that they're doing or they're jealous that they seem happier they're in a new relationship or it's like fear-based too I used to do this with friendships if you know I had two or three really close friends but then two of them were becoming more close I would like seek out to try to gossip to one about the other to try to bring the attention back to me Mm -hmm. so it was a self-seeking you know sabotage where I was hurting other people for my own gain yeah I think that's I think that's really common a lot of people struggle with that and it is I think we just we want what others have a lot of the time um you know it comes from you know being envious and being greedy as well and Mm -hmm. I've never thought about that before really well not that much when it when it comes to friendships, I think what you said is so true. If you have a close friend, you close to somebody else, it's it's not a nice feeling and it makes mm-hmm. you feel angry and it can make you act irrationally. Um, and it's definitely something that I would encourage anybody who's struggling with that to pray about. Um, yes. you know, ask God to give you strength um, and wisdom to deal with that situation in a way that's going to glorify him. Um, and that's not going to push people away because particularly if it's non-Christian friends, we don't want to push people away and make them think that we're not acting in a way that is, that is just like, you know, 
we want to be kind and loving. So if we're not doing that, then people are probably going to be turned away from the gospel if they know that you're a Christian and then you're acting in a way which we would consider to be um, unchristlike. Then I think that is there's definitely a danger of turning people away from the gospel because if people don't like you, obviously people are, there's always going to be people who don't like you. You can't be liked by everybody, but if people don't like you because they think that you're mean or that you're gossiping about them, then they're not going to want to hear about your faith. I think that's such a good point. And, you know, grace is so important and we want to embody that Christ-like love. And, you know, when we, when we feel God's love, we are able to give that to other people. And I find, you know, as I grow in my relationship with him, I become more loving and understanding and forgiving and empathetic towards other people and you know exactly what you said if it's in a gossip situation you know pray over it you know try to deter the conversation try to see maybe where that gossip is stemming from in your friend before just cutting them loose but if it is consistent and if it's like hurting you and your mental health and your relationship with god especially question is what is the advice you would give to someone who's trying to find a good christian community and christian friends so i mean i think the first thing that you should do and you've already mentioned this before is you know lay it at god's feet and pray because especially when it comes to connecting with you know like-minded faith-driven you know men and women god will answer that god will be there for you whether it's he's going to bring someone into your life or he's going to give you the courage to step out of your comfort zone. Because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, especially if you're not automatically surrounded by uh, a number of Christian friends or Christian people to become friends, you do have to take that leap of faith and you know maybe have a couple times where you feel uncomfortable in a in a new place like maybe you seek out a youth group or a young adult group Mm -hmm. depending on your age um and that kind of gives you an opportunity to connect with people and build that relationship with uh christians but i think you know giving that to god and giving him the time and and space to give you guidance and lead you to where you're you're meant to be and the people you're meant to connect with I think it's the first step yeah and I think practically that like you said it does look like stepping out of your comfort zone a lot of the time um if you're already at a church and you're already in a community at that church maybe talking to new people which can be really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um but definitely doing that talking to new people particularly people that are your age that you've maybe not um not like had conversations with before getting stuck into a youth group um or some sort of bible study group that's like midweek I think is really important um because generally the people who are going to those sorts of things particularly like the midweek groups and then they're coming on Sunday as well most of the time I would say those people are committed Christians and they're going to genuinely want to you know grow closer to God and in doing so build you up as well and other Christians around them um and also just kind of opening yourself up I guess I don't know if that's the right term (laughs) to use but um not being closed off to meeting new people not um you know like see those red flags some of them that we mentioned earlier but there, there are definitely loads of others to be aware of but not 
seeing red flags wherever you go because you're extremely paranoid about who you're going to be friends with. I think it's really important to let God lead you and trust him. If you start becoming friends with somebody, don't, you know, immediately back out because you get scared. Like pray about it and work on that friendship. Absolutely. I think, you know, like exactly like you said, the practical sense of knowing that you're going to be stepping out of your comfort zone, um, but staying open-minded and open to new people and being intentional in the conversations that you have to make it, you know, known to the people you're talking to that you are seeking out friendship. Um, Cause that can, you know, be the basis of the beginning of a friendship is if you just say like, Hey, I've seen you around church or this place, or, you know, for me in university this year, I, had just stumbled across uh, a prayer group that happened to be going on at, at my university. I know unless you're going to um, a Christian-based school, a lot of the time they keep um, faith out of it. But once you get to university, uh, you know, past high school, or, or I'm not sure if it's called high school in the UK, um, yeah. but it's, you know, when you get to a university level or a college or wherever it is that you're going next, there tends to be more opportunity for groups like that. And I just found them on Facebook through my university. And I just messaged the girl and I said, hey, like, what's this about? Would you mind if I joined? And she was like, oh, absolutely. And I've made some like lovely Christ-based friendships just through that group. And, and they were so welcoming because that's what they want. One thing to keep in mind, because, you know, you are stepping out of your comfort zone and it can be scary. But if you're noticing Christ-like characteristics in these people, it's really likely that they're loving and welcoming and they want you there and they want to get to know you. Mm. So it that can sometimes make your nerves feel a little better knowing that they really do want your presence and they want to grow with God with you and get to know you as a person as well. Yeah. And I found just generally like Christians in general are some of the like friendliest, most open, kindest people that you'll meet. I've had um, non-Christian friends come to my youth group and then like when they've left I'll just be like and everyone was so nice it's not like that school and I'm like that's how it is here every week because everyone's just so lovely and of course we're not perfect but I think a lot of it stems from just having a different mindset and wanting to glorify God in what you do and that applies to your attitude towards other people so I would just say don't don't be scared like go for it because people will be really happy to meet you generally unless you stumble across something that's like weird (laughs) generally I mean do be careful like don't just walk into a cult accidentally Um, (laughs) but definitely yeah (laughs) that's so funny yeah definitely I mean don't completely let your guard down but be open enough um and if all else fails like if you're in a small community and you you try all of these things and there's nobody that you can find to connect with turn to social media. I think Mm. there can be a lot of negativity on social media and you do have to be intentional with who you follow and who you connect with. Um, But social media is such a great way to, as long as you're open to maybe a long distance friendship, um, Mm. it's, it's a great way to connect with people and grow with people. 
Yeah, it really is. And I've definitely found that over the last year, like, you know, 12 months ago, I would have been like, you're not going to have friends who live across the <laughs> Atlantic. And now it's like some people I talk to every day who I'm like, closer to than people I went to school with a few years ago who I saw every day for five years of my life so um it's so true so great I I mean I I said this I've only had this account for like I don't know what month we're in April like not even a month and I have you know consistent people messaging me every day like oh how are you doing today like I know you talked to me about this like how can I pray for you what can we do? Like, let's FaceTime. And, you know, there's, I'm connecting with you through this. And this has happened in just a short period of time. And for me personally, I wanted more connections and I prayed and God gave me courage to do this. And that's exactly what happened is I put myself out there. It was a little vulnerable and I put myself up for, you know, even judgment from people because I live in a very small community. Um, for judgment from both Christians and non-Christians that I I might know in my personal life but you know it's so worth it to me yeah I completely agree so I think we're gonna wrap it up there I hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you've been encouraged by it we would love to hear your thoughts and any questions that you have about what we discussed um, Carly, do you want to let everybody know again, just as a little reminder where they can find you so they can go and check out your account? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at little period island period faith. And my blog is littleislandfaith.com. Yeah, so definitely go and check her page out. I find it so encouraging. Um, and also, it's just so pretty. Every time I go into your account, I'm like, oh my goodness. And also, Carly posts a lot of pictures of her cat on her story. I do. It's so cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Thanks so much, Daisy. It's been so lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. I've had such a great conversation with you. And thank you to everybody listening. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Bye.